0: This is Chris Benencasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. This past September, Roxy Ballet Company's studios, offices, and theater in the river town of Lambertville, New Jersey, were totally destroyed by Hurricane Ida. This coming Sunday, they're throwing a big fundraiser. Rise up and rebuild the ballet at their temporary home, the New Hope Eagle Fire Hall in Pennsylvania, right across the river from their New Jersey facilities. There will be food, drink, and a lot of dancing. We recently got the opportunity to sit down with company founder Mark Roxy to talk about rebuilding after Ida and about how the community has rallied together to save Roxy Ballet Company. Mark, I just wanted to start this interview by saying how sorry I am for what happened and by asking you three months later how you're doing.
1: Oh, I mean... It, you know, the, the flood was September 1st, so on my birthday. So it's been a long haul. It's been a long three months, three plus months. And um, uh, the best way to answer how I'm feeling is uh, uh, just in action. I mean, we've had, we've had so many things go on since then. And, you know, it's hard enough to mount a season and uh, to keep artists employed and a pl- giving them a place to uh, practice and create their art and a home for them, that's hard enough in a normal year. Uh, coming out of two years of COVID uh, and having the flood uh, cap that off, if you will, right at a time when we were ready to reopen, we were ready to come back. We just made major investments uh, in our Virtual studio for streaming, um, and and just we're ready to contract dancers and bring them back. And uh, so, really overwhelmed, just overwhelmed. And uh, it's uh, you can imagine going uh, and losing three quarters of a million dollars in assets, and and, uh, that it took us almost 30 years to build is a relatively daunting. Place to stand, you know? I happen to live in this neighborhood, one town over. Hurricane
0: Ida took all of us by surprise. At what moment did you realize the seriousness of the situation?
1: Well, <clears throat> I remember thinking that it was really bad when I was in my home, bailing water of, out of my home uh in in spots where i mean we've never had a flood in our home you know so uh it it wasn't necessarily a flood but there was water coming in from the rain pelting and the area you know building up in water because i think it was something like 10 12 inches of water in the course of a couple of hours right that started the whole trickle so i was at home and i was thinking you know wow this is pretty bad pulling out the sump pump to bail water from the front of my house and my wife was downstairs in the basement uh, mopping up water and using every towel we could find to pick up as much water as we could, which, you know, obviously eventually the water wins out. And um, the next morning I got up and I said to my, you know, something just didn't feel right. We had no idea what was happening in Lambertville at the building, you know, and so I said to my wife, you know, I'm going to go down and I'm going to check things out. It's normally a 20-minute ride. Um, and I got in the car. And it took me an hour and a half to get to Lamberville. <clears throat> and I said, oh, boy, this isn't I – hope, I hope we're okay. And as I pulled uh, – as I came down uh, 179 to 29 – And uh, past the firehouse, and everything was roped off, everything was closed, and it it literally began to appear as if it was a war zone. I could, the ropes were, the, uh, you know, the police had their ropes out, and I um, parked my car next to a fire hydrant. Police didn't really care. I said, I want to park my car. He goes, ah, it doesn't matter. Because they had an emergency uh, uh, order in place, you know. And so I jumped out of the car and I I started to walk slowly and then faster and faster. As I got to the studio, I I looked and uh, as soon as I could make my eyes on the front front of the building, uh, where we had our sign and our marquee and you know, the whole thing, I quickly realized that something had penetrated the glass. The glass in the front of the building was shattered. And then my heart started beating. And as I got closer and closer, I realized what had happened. And the water was at least to my chin, at least to my chin. And in some areas, it was even higher. Um, And I just thought to myself, oh, my gosh. And I peeked in. um, I kind of went through the glass window that was shattered. And I stood up in the room. And my heart fell out from underneath me because what I saw was just like total devastation, total devastation, it almost looked, I mean, I I say this now jokingly, but it it was like someone took a snow globe and flipped it upside down and shook it violently, and everything that was meticulously placed in our space, you know, in our our, uh, black box theater, and everything was turned upside down, giant TVs were flipped on their side, every computer, it was almost like, okay, Mother Nature said, here's your highest electronic, here's your highest piece of equipment, we're gonna go right above that and everything's gonna be destroyed. And that's what happened. Everything was gone, everything. I saw the video Roxy Ballet posted of what Hurricane Ida
0: did to the facilities. Being a local, it was especially shocking for me. My daughter has taken dance classes at your school. One of my favorite pictures of her was taken when she was maybe three. Uh, and it 's just her peering in at an evening rehearsal from the sidewalk
1: yeah it's it 's uh my I get choked up just thinking about that and you know just thinking about all the all the colleagues all of our colleagues and all of our funders and supporters that um there 's really no words to explain you know when when you everything one day is there and the next day everything is gone it 's just gone but what we quickly realized is that, and, and what I took away from that was, you know, it's never about the stuff. And I've said this in a bunch of interviews that I've had. It's never about the stuff. It's always about the people. I, I just remind myself that, um, of, a, of a quote, someone wrote me a note early on in the, in the um, disaster and said, you know, I want you to know that the reason that you sit in the shade today is because of all the seeds that you have planted over the years with all of the generations of students and professionals and community members that you have touched. Um, they're paying it forward to you to help you get yourself back on your feet. And I remember reading that and, and just having like this, like I got my hair stood up on my, on my arms and I thought, man, you know the power of the arts and what what we create and the seeds that we sow through um through longevity and through staying with it and staying in the trenches and working is is really really powerful stuff you know it's like yeah to be able to sit in that place and see that um from you know i mean i've spent a lifetime my entire life in new jersey contributing to the arts here in New Jersey as a performer as a you know professional dancer as a you know a, a, and now as an artistic director and I have been an artistic director for 30 years and for for me to be able to see that in my career reflect back it's so you just you just hope Every artist gets an opportunity to experience something like that, you know, where where the people that you serve and the community that you work for, the great state that we create art in, actually re- reflects back to you what you've contributed, you know, in, in, their, in their sentiments. So we're really, really blessed.
0: I think I know what you mean. Um, of course, nobody would ever want something like this to happen, a disaster like this, but... How amazing is it to see that the community and the connections and the relationships that you 've built over the
1: years uh, are real it's it's so real it 's so real and it 's so profound the <clears throat> the contribution that you give see see what this is all about at the end of the day being an artist, um, especially <clears throat> at roxy ballet like my my whole thing has always been that Dance has to be directed toward the people that you are performing for. The art is at its best when you consider the people that you are creating it for. And to really make a difference in the lives of other people, that's my motivation. That's what drives me, and that's what drives our organization, to do the work in the footprint that we get the opportunity to do it in is, is um, really transforming lives and making a difference in the lives of other people. And, and that being reflected back when you see the outpouring of support and love um, for the company and for the, the, the things that we've done is really humbling, So right now, we're sitting in your new temporary home, Roxy
0: Ballet's temporary home, the New Hope Eagle Fire Hall, just across the river from Roxy Ballet's Lambertville location. Uh, How did this get organized?
1: So that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it because um, it's important to know that, uh, you know, when, when tragedies happen, there are angels that show up and uh, the Eagle Fire Company, the the people who work here, the volunteers who work here, and the president of the Eagle Fire Company, uh, they came to the ballet to help us, to help us uh, clear the wreckage. And uh, the president walked in and put his hand on the shoulder of my wife and I, and uh, it, it was, if I can set the picture for it, it was, you could barely see because it was so dark in the space. But there was a little light shining through from the top because we have a skylight in one of the rooms. And then there was the doorway. And so standing in the doorway was this man, like just kind of like silhouetted by the light coming in from behind him. And he said, is Mark and Melissa here? And Melissa, uh, Melissa said, hey, Mark, someone's here. And we, when we walked over, we realized quickly that it was the president of the Eagle Fire Company. And he put his hands on her shoulder and he said, you know, we got you. We've got your temporary space. We've got your back. Come on. And he showed us the space. He goes, you take it for as long as you need it. Do your thing. The most important thing is that you get those young kids and you get the community back up. You get do what you do. You get back to doing that as soon as possible. And he gave us a space. And the mirrors that you see here, The mirrors were donated by um, Rosebrand in New York City. The bars that you see there were donated by Harlequin, uh, the corporation, Harlequin Corporation. The floors that you see were donated by Garrett's International. Um, So everything that you see here, the speakers were donated by – uh, actually, a, uh, Manny Rivera of Hard-Hitting Promotions, he donated those. I mean, everything you see here was donated. The speakers and the sound system was donated by <clears throat> a dance organization in Middlesex, New Jersey, and on and on and on and on. So it's just been an overwhelming outpour of support for us to get us back to do what we do. And, and so here we are, you know, in our temporary location. Wow, you didn't even have to ask? We didn't ask. It, um, no, no. We, we didn't ask. Um, we weren't really in the condition to ask. To be honest <clears throat> with you, uh, from the standpoint of, you know, personally, my wife and I were going through our own tragedy at home, having, you know, our home, our French porch was destroyed and our, our entire basement uh, was destroyed. And so we were just kind of dealing with that. We lost all of our computers. Uh, computers and iPads and all of that electronic equipment was destroyed. So we had no way to really communicate with the outside world. Like how are we going to – we didn't know what was going on. We really didn't care too much what was going on. And we had these muck-luck boots on and all we would do is go to the studio and try to clear stuff out and throw it in a dumpster. The city had – the park that we used to dance – In across the street was designated the dump pile and it literally was like well you saw it okay it was like 15 feet high at the at its largest and everything got dumped there so we basically would get up in the morning go to the ballet uh meet the volunteers clear out debris throw it in the trash uh until we couldn't handle it anymore then we would go home and do that at home And it was just like a back and forth, literally, for two weeks. We had no idea what was going on in the world. We had no idea what people were doing um, or the outpouring. We had no idea what was happening. So, yeah, pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, that's a a great story. Um, So this coming Sunday is your Rise Up and Rebuild the Ballet fundraiser. It sounds like a really special event. What can you tell us about
1: it? A couple of things. Initially, um, during those... uh, six or seven days initially from uh, september 2nd uh, on we had no idea what was happening um there were some people in the dance community that set up some gofundmes and people started donating money to the gofundme to help us that's been a huge huge help as i mentioned the the support from the different dance organizations and from that moment on um it's just been nonstop people supporting the organization. But <clears throat> one a gentleman from New York who's a chef, uh, his name is Mark Shire, uh, and you can read about it on, on the actual website because we have a whole page for the fundraiser. And Mark uh, contacted me and says, look, you guys have done so much for so many people for so many years. What we want to do is we want to do this event. We want to... We want to have a dinner. We're going to bring everything, everything you need from tablecloths. You don't have to do anything. We're bringing everything. We're doing the the dinner, uh, the desserts, the alcohol, everything. All you have to do is invite your people. They can come and be together. Um, and so that's how it happened. And the event is going to be a banquet it's you know it's catered food alcohol you know it's gonna be awesome and um uh dance performances all kinds of dance performances uh uh you know special guests we have um well I know Caroline Dorfman and and the team are coming I think Andy Chen from 90 Chen they're coming um and obviously they're important to me you know to have there my colleagues my friends and um you know, Barbara Bashar for Columbia University Dance Program. she's coming. Um, and there's just going to be a plethora of dance comp- dancing and performances. And we have the Roxy Ballet dancers are going to be performing. The, the uh, trainees in our partnered program with the Mill Ballet, they're going to be performing. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a, a, f- a fiesta. Three months after Hurricane Ida, Uh, I'm sure
0: that you see your company, Roxy Ballet Company, in a a new light, Uh, or maybe have a new appreciation
1: for it. Um, What do you want people to know about Roxy Ballet? It is a treasure. It is an amazing place that thousands of professional artists over the 30 years have called home. Uh, it's a place where artists get to make and craft their skills, fine-tune their skills, develop their skills. And these artists go on to dance in every major professional ballet company around the world. So around the world. So it's an amazing company. The, the community um, has come to love the Roxy Ballet. And it is a part, it's as much a part of Lambertville as the historic homes. And I think that as far as the quality of life in our community, it's one of the things that makes it so beautiful to live in Hunterdon County or even Bucks County right across the river, which is where we are right now. But it's one of the things that makes our region so very, very special. Um, we, I have tried to embed the company in every aspect of the community from dance classes with young children, as you mentioned earlier, to uh, our education programs in every school we can get into, to our celebrating diversity, which you know about, uh, you know, which really for, has been monumental to get it into, da- into schools because it had been so controversial to come in and talk about race and diversity and inclusion and, and uh, disability. And these are the things that are now, today, you know, welcome discussions, Arts organizations like Roxy Ballet are designed and created for the community. Ballet is, is the language that we create from, but the work that we do is about building bridges and connecting people and bringing people together and creating a place where everybody can enjoy the art. So when you ask what I do and what this company is about – in this community, it's really not just this community. I've contributed to the arts in New Jersey my entire life, and I, can, I plan on continuing to do that. And um, we hope that we can do that for many generations to come, even beyond the time that I am here as the artistic director.
0: Mark Roxy, thank you so much for doing the podcast and break a leg on Sunday.
1: Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, and thanks for all you do to support the arts.
0: Roxy Ballet Companies Rise Up and Rebuild the Ballet fundraiser kicks off at 1 p.m. this coming Sunday, December 19th. The benefit will take place at the New Hope Eagle Fire Hall in New Hope, Pennsylvania. There will be food, drink, and lots of dancing. For more information and tickets, go to roxyballet.org. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, go to jerseyarts.com. I'm Chris Benincasa, thanks for listening.